Get ready to jumpstart your scientific career with practical advice on being a successful and contented scientist. Each episode of the Happy Scientist podcast delivers hands-on, actionable steps you can take to ensure you stay happy, focused, and satisfied in the lab. Available on all popular podcast platforms, hit the subscribe button and start your journey towards a more fulfilling scientific career. the happy scientist podcast each episode is designed to make you more focused more productive and more satisfied in the lab you can find us online at bitesizebio.com slash happy scientist your hosts are kenneth Vogt, founder of the executive coaching firm vera claritas and dr nick oswald phd bioscientist and founder of bite size bio Hello and welcome to another edition of the Happy Scientist podcast. This is the place to be if you want to become a happier, healthier and more productive scientist. I am Nick Oswald, the founder of Bite Size Bio, and today we will be drawing on the wisdom of Mr. Kenneth Vogt, the Bite Size Bio team coach and founder of the executive mentoring company Vera Claritas. Today, and in all other Happy Scientist podcast episodes, you get to benefit from his Yoda-like words of wisdom to help you increase your performance, enjoyment, and success in the lab. In this episode, we'll be discussing a topic that many of us will deal with, or at least think we will deal with, at least, at, at least one point in our lives, and that is burnout. Okay, Ken, let's talk about how to deal with burnout. All right, let's do that. It's a, it's a topic that is of grave concern if somebody feels like they're up against it and i'm gonna i'm gonna refer to my own life right now just to just to use as uh, as an example we are less than three weeks away from the anniversary of my stroke and i spent six weeks in the hospital and i've spent almost a year doing outpatient physical therapy if anybody should be burned out right now it's me except I'm not. I'm not burned out. Now, I'm surrounded by people that tell me how hard they're having it and how burned out they are. And it got me thinking, I wonder how many times it is that people aren't actually really burned out. What they are is they're just tired. And so the question would be then, well, how do you tell the difference? Well, I can tell you what's been working for me. 
if I'm feeling like I'm burned out, if I take a break and I feel better, I'm not. If I can get, get some rest or take a nap, if I can have some kind of change of pace, you know, whether that's sit down and watch the game or maybe, you know, get out of the house and it stops, I know I'm not burned out. But if you find that you're taking steps like that and it's not helping, that's that's a different story. Now, now we're talking about actual burnout. Now, I don't want to take away from those of you that aren't aren't having, according to Hoyle, burnout. Because if you're feeling stressed that way, you know, you do need to deal with it. And it is a good thing for you to take a break or to get some rest or to, or to make some change. By all means, feel free to do that. But if you've been taking steps like that and it's not working and you're getting scared and you're starting to think, I don't know what I'm going to do here because I've done everything that people say you should do and it's, it's not changing anything. Um, then, then we can look a little deeper. Now, some other other signs that that you might be burned out is uh, a sense of prolonged stress, like stress that's been there so long you you're not even sure where it started, but it's ever present. It won't ever go away. And sometimes it gets worse than other times, but the baseline is always there. Now that could be a sign of burnout, or you may find you're being overwhelmed by things. And often about things that, that to your mind shouldn't be overwhelming. You know, why am I overwhelmed at this toddler right now? Why am I overwhelmed by what is a normal workload at you know in the lab? Why am I overwhelmed by having to deal with the same colleagues I've always had to deal with? You know, being consistently overwhelmed can be a sign of burnout also. Now, if you find yourself just unable to meet the demands of your normal daily routine, things you used to be able to do, but now you just can't, or maybe it's not even a matter of it's used to, maybe things have changed, but it's, it's a, what should be an acceptable level of requirements of you. And you see other people around you able to manage it, but you can't. Well, again, that can be a sign of burnout. Another thing you may encounter is that whatever is on your plate, you just don't feel like it. You just, you just got no motivation about anything. You know, you don't want to bother to eat well. You don't want to bother to go to the gym. You don't want to bother to go into work. You don't want to finish that report. You don't want to write that study. You don't want to do that experiment. You don't want to do anything. Okay, well, that, that kind of lack of motivation, especially if that's a change, can be a sign of burnout. If you find you're not, just not interested in your surroundings, things that used to excite you, things that you used to find uh, energizing or beautiful or, uh, you know, enjoyable to be around, then you just don't care anymore. You know, you don't care if if things are neat and tidy around around your workspace. You don't care that things are in good working order. You don't care that things are clean. You don't care that things are safe. You know, again, these can be signs of burnout. Another thing you can look at is just yourself. Are, are you neglecting yourself? Are you not bothering to get a decent amount of sleep? Are you are you just staying up watching you know, YouTube videos for no reason whatsoever and in at a time when you really should be in bed? Are you finding that, you know, I'm not gonna bother, you just don't wanna bother to comb your hair or brush your teeth or you don't wanna bother, you know, going to the hairstylist or, or 
or whatever routines that you're you're typically used to or you're to a point where maybe even people are noticing and saying you know maybe you should you should pay a little more attention you 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 got two buttons unbuttoned on your shirt what's what's up with that or they're like i, I hate to tell you but your breath's kind of bad these days <laughs> or or like you gotta wash your hair every once in a while <laughs> or whatever it might be you know are you are you just not taking care of this this wonderful vehicle that you're walking around in your body and then finally um what kind of emotions are you having? Are you experiencing anxiety to a level that it's really getting in the way? Um, maybe it's not even that. Maybe you're just being cynical about everything. You just think everything is gonna everything's gonna go bad. Every possible negative thing is likely to happen. And I hadn't even thought of all the negative things that could happen yet, but I'm gonna put some time into that and work on it. <laughs> you know. Or are you feeling hopeless? Feel like I'm not even gonna bother thinking about it. It's 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 the whole world's gonna blow up. That's just the way it is. And there's nothing I can do. Are you having those kind of emotional reactions to things? Again, these are all, all these things to be signs of burnout. Now, some of you out there are going to recognize this list and go, okay, individually, those things have happened to me in my life here and there. And we've all had that happen. We've all been stressed sometimes or overwhelmed or, or stopping attention to ourselves or lacked motivation. But in other cases, if you're finding that, you know, some of these symptoms look so familiar, I can't remember not being without them. Or I'm having so many of these symptoms at once that this is this is a change. This is I haven't had this before. Or worse yet, this is how it's always been for me. Um so if if you've made it all the way to being a you know a PhD scientist in a lab and you've been burned out the whole time, wow, you need to write a book and tell people how you survived it. <laughs> The chances are this hasn't been your your normal course all the time. So if it does pop up, it can be pretty disturbing because it's not normal. It's not a place you should stay, and it's not a place you need to stay. There's no requirement to to your job or your career that burnout should be a normal part of it. It doesn't it doesn't have to be that way. Now another thing is the kind of the labels that we use to describe burnout because some people they, they don't want to admit they're burned out and and so they try to they try to label it in such a way that well that doesn't apply to me because the only thing i'm feeling is physical but i'm emotionally mentally i'm fine or the only thing i'm feeling is emotional that's it's just emotion don't worry about that who cares or, or it's just mental stuff I'll, I'll get over it it can happen in all those areas and and it can show up in different ways and again this is this is a way of recognizing that something's going on, that you've got some some of the symptoms here. And I want to I want to take one aside here and comment too that, look, I'm not speaking as a psychologist. I'm not speaking as a counselor. Um, if you really feel like you need some support in that way, by all means, get some professional help. Now, and if you if you're not comfortable with professional help, perhaps you will be comfortable. Maybe you've got a mentor in your life. Maybe you've got a trusted associate that you can lean on. By all means, reach out to somebody. Don't don't try and do it alone. You know, we humans are social creatures, and uh, you know we all need support sometimes. So back to how one might experience this burnout. Physically, it could show up as tiredness, especially tiredness that doesn't make sense to you. It's like, I understand I'm tired after I just 
cleaned out the garage, and, you know, for six hours. But it's like, I'm tired and I didn't even do anything. Okay, that, that may be a sign. Or you've got, you know, aches in your body that, that again, don't have a, an organic source. Or you're having headaches. You don't... I hate to say that headaches aren't normal because I, I don't want I don't want anybody who has headaches to feel like how dare you say such a thing, but we don't have to have headaches. If we're having headaches, something's up. So, you know, again, all of these things can be signs of burnout. And that's a physical sign, or perhaps what's happening in your case. So you're finding that emotions are arising that are getting in your way, and you don't find to be um, helpful or positive. Like you're angry all the time. And you get, or you get angry about things that don't make sense to get angry about, or you get angry in, in settings where it's not professional to be angry. Um, you know, so that might be a signal or you're apathetic. You just don't care. And I promise you, if you got to the, the point that you are in your life where you are a full-time scientist and a highly educated one, there's no way you've been apathetic all your life. Not possible. So if that's happening, that's a sign. Something you may be facing distress things things are upsetting you or or um scaring you and he's like i you don't know if you can you can deal with it you can cope with it you don't know if you can take the pressure these can be signs of it or you're overwhelmed it's like there's just too much going on i could i could do any one one of these 10 things but i can't do all 10 at once you know might be how your outlook is so that's that's in a way that burnout may show up emotionally and then mentally and mentally may be the most scary one for somebody in your field. If you feel like, I can't think. I, I used to be able to look at something and I just understand it. Now I, I can't wrap my head around it. Or I can't focus. It's like, okay, I could, I could think about it if I could give it my attention, but I've got so many things distracting me. Or you're becoming forgetful. You're dropping the ball on things you didn't used to drop a ball on. And, or finally, you've seem like you feel like you've lost your imagination it's like i just i just can't come up with anything new anymore all of that stuff whether it's physical emotional or mental can all be symptoms that show up about burnout and, and can give you a clue that something is up so the first thing i want to say to you is if you've gone through all this and you have you have now self-diagnosed holy cow i think i'm burned out don't be afraid it's, it's not an insurmountable problem. And it's funny because the, the nature of being burned out makes it, it feel insurmountable. It's, it's just kind of, it's kind of one of the characteristics. One of the, way you, the ways you know you're burned out is because you don't think you can get over, over being burned out. <laughs> but that's, that's not true. That's, that, that is, that is just um, a subterfuge that it puts up. So there are ways there are ways to handle this. Now, I will say for those of you who have stuck around, even though you're not presently burned out, I wanna I wanna thank you for doing that. And I wanna point out to you something you can do, then you probably are already doing when it comes to burnout, is to get in front of it. You know, the 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 old saying is an ounce of prevention is better than a pound of cure. And it's so true. If you can look for signs that that might be leading to burnout. And you start to experience some of the things that we talked about earlier. You start to recognize some of that stuff. And you may and you take steps then to, well, I'm gonna take a break. I'm gonna I'm gonna do something that will actually help. And you know, for some folks, 
there are, there are steps you're willing to take and there are other steps you're just not. I know for some folks, if I suggest the notion of taking a nap, they laugh and just push it away. It's like, oh, yeah, wouldn't that be great? But I'm not three anymore. And they just won't consider it. They, they won't they won't even can consider the possibility that they could take a nap. Well, let me tell you something, especially if you feel that way, you need to take a nap. <laughs> they, they're wonderful when it comes to that. And, you know, sometimes we feel like we can't take a break because we looked at our schedule and, you know, it's, it's too, there's no spot in there to take a break. And I saw this little meme that was floating around the other day that said that, um, you know, everyone should meditate for 20 minutes every day unless you don't have time, in which case you should meditate for 60 minutes every day. So <laughs> it, it, it's, the, it's the same kind of thing. You fit things in because they're important. Everything that's on your schedule got there because it was important. And if you start to realize that protecting yourself from getting burned out is important, you will schedule time for this. You'll, you'll make room for it. And you start to recognize that this is a, a matter of taking care of yourself. And at the end of the day, who is responsible for taking care of you? You know, you're an adult now. Mommy's not going to take care of you. It's you. you got to take care of you. And if you're not going to go on to do it, you can't wait around for somebody else to do it. And, you know, this, you know, romantic notions of my significant other is going to take care of me. Well, that's nice if they do, but you can't count on them to do that. You can't, you can't make it their responsibility. Let's put it that way. You know, if they, if they're good enough to do that, if they're that wonderful of a compassionate person, lovely, but you ultimately have to be compassionate to yourself. You, you know, you've got to take care of you. So now, Let's consider some ways that you might take care of you. There are some simple things, you know, and I've already mentioned what my favorite, take a nap, <laughs> but you know, it, it doesn't have to be, you know, get in bed and go to sleep. You know, it can be just rest for a minute. Maybe it's just sit down for a minute. You know, it's, it's, it's plopped down on the couch. It's get out of the lab and get into the, into the, you know, the, the lounge. Um, maybe it's sit outside on a park bench. Other things you could do is, is take a walk. You know, you, you maybe your body needs to be moved. Maybe you've been stuck in one position too long. So, you know, relieve your body that way. And for some folks, just taking a walk is enough. For other people, man, they need to go to the gym. They need to hit the heavy bag. They need to get on the treadmill. You know, they need to get on the Stairmaster. You know yourself and you know your own body. Do the thing that will feel like you've taken care of yourself. Now, if you feel great after getting out, you know, on a spin bike and, and pouring it on for 45 minutes and being drenched in sweat, if that's something that gives, gives you a feeling of feeling great afterward, by all means do that. If you're somebody that just needs to take a, you know, a, a leisurely walk in the park and notice the birds and the trees, and that makes you feel good, well, by all means do that. Now, I mentioned that meme earlier about meditating, and I realized that the word meditate sets some people off. I want to I wanna give those of you that have a, uh, an aversion to the notion of meditation, like, wow, that sounds all spiritual in air quotes, and I'm, I'm a realist. I'm, you know, I, I exist in the real world. Like, all right, fair enough. Let me give you a different word, and I think it's a word you can probably get behind. 
take time to contemplate. Contemplation is, is here to meditation. And don't let your spiritual friends tell you it isn't. <laughs> if you could just take some time to think, it's again, it can be very valuable. And now that means you have to stop doing some other stuff. You got to give yourself a chance to to be committed to to just contemplating. And you know that contemplation might be focused on something specific. You know, maybe you want to contemplate how you want to solve a particular problem. Maybe you want to contemplate on a particular area of a new area that's of interest to you that that you don't feel you're up to date on. Great, do that. Now, contemplation, contemplation has uh, has had a great place in scientific history. You know, you, I'm I'm sure you can come up with many stories all the way back to like Pythagoras of moments of contemplation where people had insights. So it's, eureka moments. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Good old eureka. So so you know, by all means, contemplate. And, and and by the way too you know what try out meditation sometime give it a shot it's it's you may find it is it uh, can do things for you that contemplation doesn't or you may find that you know it's as good as contemplation it's you know what it's not as bad as i thought it's not as woo woo as i was concerned about so again something to try now another thing you need to to think about to take care of yourself is make sure you have proper meals if you get so busy that you don't take time to stop and eat, and I mean actually have a decent meal, I don't mean take time to run to the vending machine and you know and get some potato chips or a candy bar. And I don't mean well, I, all I've got is ten minutes, so I got a wolf on a Big Mac and fries. You know, I mean an actual decent, you know, nutritious meal, something that you will enjoy, and take time with it, and. And meals um, are something that, in especially in modern American culture, and I, I think this may be true in some places, unfortunately, still in Europe, or I say also in Europe, that people don't don't take time to enjoy their meal and socialize during their meal. Um, now, granted, there are some places in Europe that are are famed for long meals. You know, the, the Mediterranean area comes to mind especially, but where People are taking an hour and a half or two hours to have a meal, and it's have they have it with conversation, and they have it with wine, and 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 uh, the notion of the slow food movement it comes to mind. It's a good idea, but you know even if you don't go that that route, maybe you don't have the opportunity to socialize during a meal. It, say it's lunchtime at work. You know, sit down with your meal. Don't eat it at your desk at your bench. Get out of there. Get into the kitchen or go outside if that's a possibility or, you know, go someplace where you can dedicate yourself to being at the meal and to give yourself permission to be, okay, I'm doing this now. I'm no longer thinking about what I was doing earlier. I'm no longer doing what I was doing earlier. I'm here to do this thing, which is to have a meal, which is good for my body, gives my, myself a chance to have a mental rest and and hopefully to have something that you enjoy and is is good for your body and nutritious and you know that you can take in a positive direction now i realize that uh, you know there's some food that is not good for you that is very enjoyable 
I'm looking at you, chocolate truffles that are sitting right in front of me. <laughs> but you know, and it's fine to have some of that in your life. But you know, don't don't make that the center of everything. Don't make that everything you eat. That's the point. Again, it'll just add to your burnout. Now, another thing to to take take the nap thing to an extension uh, is to sleep properly. When I say properly, I mean go to bed at a reasonable hour so that you can get up at a reasonable hour so that you're not rushed in the morning when you get up because you've slept enough and you haven't overslept because your body is just screaming for more sleep or or you feel like I just I, w I wasn't even in bed I, I don't know why I'm getting up you know the issue with sleep is such a problem for people these days and it's so simple you know you used to be you used to be a champion at sleep you every kid you know so, you know, they, 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 they can give us some lessons on how to sleep, especially little kids. Little kids can go to sleep on a moment's notice. It's, it's beautiful. But sleep is such a, an important part of what we're doing. And if you've been going along, burning the candle at both ends, and you're getting three or four hours sleep a night, you're not going to last. Now, now, I realize there are some folks out there that really can have less sleep than others. So I'm not, I'm not trying to tell anybody what their sleep threshold should be. You, you have to know that for yourself. But be honest with yourself and don't get stuck on being prideful about it. Like, you know, if you're if you're proud of the fact that you can keep going on four hours sleep, that's kind of a sign that something's up. It shouldn't be a matter of pride. It should be a matter of observation. Like, well, this body does fine with four hours sleep or six hours sleep or nine hours sleep, whatever it is. But notice where it is and do that. Yeah, and oversleep can be a problem too, because you can, you can get to the point where you don't get anything done because you're on, you never get out of bed. And again, that is often a sign of somebody that is, that is, um, is, is uh, having some kind of, some kind of burnout. So, you know, don't be afraid to take notice of your sleep patterns and and act appropriately. And again, if you're finding you can't sleep. You know, maybe you do need to see a doctor about that. Or if you're finding you can't, you can't be awake, you know, you definitely need to see somebody about that. You know, so check into that. Like what you're hearing? Ready to supercharge your scientific career? Discover practical advice on what it takes to be a successful scientist without sacrificing happiness. Learn the importance of meeting your human needs, identifying and unlocking your charisma factors, discovering your core mindsets, and much more. Subscribe to the Happy Scientist podcast and download the Happy Scientist reference pack and get started on your journey to becoming a happier scientist today. Subscribe now and check the show notes to download. Another thing you can do, and this is a simple thing to do, and you can do it, you can do it at your bench. I'm going to allow you to do this at the same time you're working, <laughs> is drink water. Make sure you drink enough water. And I mean water. I don't mean caffeinated beverage. I don't mean sugared beverage. I don't mean aspartamed beverage. I mean water. Drink water. I'm just going to, I'm just going to put in the public health notice to say, don't drink water at the bench. Just <laughs> put it in your office. There you go. Uh, carry on, Ken. <laughs> okay. Uh, yes, I understand. You're often dealing with liquids there that you don't want to confuse the wrong one liquid for another. And all of a sudden no, you have a no food at the bench, no food and drink at the bench. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Fair enough. This is why we have Nick on here to, 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 to check me out here on some of this stuff. My point is, is that make it readily available to yourself. So, you know, if 
I, I don't know what you, you can describe this to me. What would be, would, would it be a typical day at the bench, Nick, where, where you're there and you do not leave that bench for eight hours straight or no, or, okay. no, 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 you would, there are natural breaks that you would be away and well, depending on the design of your lab, but generally you have access to some sort of desk. That's a place where you can drink water or oh, whatever. Okay. All right. So there you go. So, so you have the opportunity to, to just make sure again, you're just, just taking care of your body. Cause again, if you're having physical signs of burnout, it could just be the body's getting stressed. You know, you may be mentally strong and emotionally stable, but your body's getting burned out. Or you may find you're emotionally being worn down, or you may find that that mentally you're being you're being beat up. You know, it all depends on your circumstances. So you know, you can do these things to take care of yourself, and you know, focus on the ones that are physical or emotional or mental as your needs are, and and don't excuse yourself because sometimes it's easy to do certain things it's like I'm not really physically burned out, but I like to sleep, so I'm going to listen to that. You know, well, the real burnout's happening for you mentally. Well, then get in, then get engaged in that area, you know, to, and, and look at it differently. So, some other things to engage on. So let's talk about that. And this is a big one. Learn to say no, especially if you're finding that you're you're emotionally burned out or or mentally burned out. A lot of times that comes down to it's it's emotions you could handle or a mental load you could handle if there wasn't so much of it. It's, it, it's, you got to recognize there, there is no meaning to saying no. It's just saying that, that that's not possible right now. It's not saying I don't care about you. It's not saying I don't respect you. It's, it's not saying I, you know, that it's, it's not saying that I don't have fellow feeling. All it's saying is that I don't have the capacity right now. And that capacity doesn't doesn't represent your goodness or your worth. It's just the reality of what's going on. Now, perhaps in a situation where you have to say no, it requires an explanation. Uh, and I say perhaps because it doesn't always. You don't have to give everybody a reason. If, if every time you talk about, you know, somebody says, hey, can you do X? And your common way to approach it is, is say, I can't because, and you always have to have that because, or you can't say no. Well, I'm going to ask you to take because out of your vocabulary for a day and see what you do. You got to learn to deal without it. You don't have to give explanations for everything. Now, now I grant you that sometimes, you know, your boss requires an explanation, perhaps. You got to do that. Or, uh, or your lab mate requires an explanation. Or a, or a client or customer requires an explanation. Well, I mean, yeah, you got to respect that. But there are many cases where there's no no reason that anybody has to be told why. They don't need to know what else you're doing. And in fact, in some cases, it's none of their business what else you're doing. So you, so you got to you got to remove yourself from that. And you're going to find when you when you get rid of that requirement for because no becomes a lot easier. Maybe you just have this inkling that I can't do this and you can't quite put an explanation to it or put it into words. Well, if you're in a situation where you have to give a because in your own mind, you're not going to say no in those situations, even though you've got a hunch 
you've got an intuition that you should say no. Well, hunches and intuitions are very, very important in the scientific world, and you got to listen to them. And if you got one that's telling you to say no right now, you got to say it. It's one of the ways that you're gonna you're gonna avoid burnout, and it's one of the ways that you're gonna protect yourself if you're already feeling that. Another thing you can do is to unplug. And when I say unplug, I mean you know if, if you're someone that works all day. And then you go home and you read scientific journals and unwind, you watch Nova on TV. You know, <laughs> at some point you gotta you gotta step out of it all. You know, you, you gotta do something that's just pleasurable. And you know, if that means watching watching some sports, or that means listening to a symphony, or that means, you know, going to a concert or or you know, having a beer or or any Anything that is outside of your normal, this is what a scientist does as a scientist. Give yourself a chance to be more than just a scientist. You, you know, you are more than just a scientist. And as wonderful as it is to be that, there are other things to be too. And and do those things. You know, it's it's good for you to play Candyland with the kids. It's good for you to take a moment with your significant other to watch the sunset. And it's good for you to open up a novel that you're reading for guilty pleasure. You know, do those things. They they ultimately are going to feed back into giving, giving you a more sound mental state. And you know, you're going to find you're going to be able to think better after that. And if you're going to find you're going to that you're going to be less likely to run off emotionally. You know, there's nothing wrong with being emotional. We're humans. It's what's the problem is when huge when emotions take over. And, and when they run amok, you know, it's, you know, if you have a, where you can't, you just can't even control how you feel. Well, control is not the right word. I want to say here. Sometimes we don't control how we feel. And there's nothing wrong with that. But if you find that your emotions are constantly running away with you, that, you know, that can really get in the way. So unplugging can help you get more of a grip on that. Another thing to think about when it comes to burnout, you may realize that, you know, I wouldn't feel burned out if this person and this person and this person weren't in my life. And that might be people you work with. They may be, you know what? I wouldn't feel burned out if it wasn't for this PI who is making my life miserable. Or I wouldn't feel burned out if it wasn't for this person at the next bench who's constantly causing problems in our lab. Um, or it might be that, you know, if I wasn't constantly getting calls from, you know, my, my childhood best friend about how much of a wreck his life is and, and how much he needs my help and he needs, he needs me to help him move again and he needs me to come have a beer with him and he needs me to, to listen to his problems. You know, you, may, you start to realize that there are some people that are costing you and, and they might be in your professional life, they might be in your personal life. Now, in your professional life, you can look at that and go, well, is there a way for me to get away from it? And, you know, it might mean making some changes in in your work life. Now, sometimes they're radical changes. Maybe you need to quit your job and find a different one. Or maybe it's just, I need to get reassigned, you know, to get away from this person. Um, and, uh, you know, take those steps. And you may find that that's enough. That is enough to get you out of the burnout that you're feeling. 
Now, another thing when it comes to associates, you have some associates around you, there's nothing wrong with them at all. But the problem is that you're constantly comparing yourself to them and they're so great and they're so wonderful and I'm such a loser and I can't keep up. And that is creating constant strain for you. Now, you may be fortunate enough to work with some really amazing people and perhaps you're not their peer. There's no shame in that. You don't have to be the greatest who ever was at everything. And if you happen to have the good fortune of being in the company of some of those people, by all means, be around them, learn from them, gain from their, from their mentorship and their experience, but don't compare yourself to them. Not in such a way that you're gonna drag yourself down and where you're trying to keep up with something you just can't keep up with. I remember uh, back in, man, this is back in grade school, and there was one kid in class, I don't know why, he was just, he was bigger than me, quite a bit bigger than me actually, but he could really run long distance. And so in gym class, we were gonna run a mile. And I got it in my head, I know how I'm gonna run a mile. I'm just gonna keep up with Greg. That's gonna be it. I, I'll be able to run, I'll, I will run a great mile just keeping up with Greg. Well, that lasted about a 10th of a mile. I couldn't keep up with Greg. You know, he 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 was a good long distance runner already in sixth grade. You know, and I was I was uh, you know six inches shorter than most of most of the boys my age. You know, I wasn't going to keep up with anybody. That was going to happen. It didn't matter that I you know I wasn't overweight or anything, but I didn't have that long distance kind of thing. I was I was not built for that at that time. So you know, it's it's the same way with this when we look at the people around us. Don't make comparisons. And, and you know, some people really are better than us <laughs> at what at one thing or another. There's nothing wrong with that. It's, that doesn't make them a better human being. Doesn't mean they're more, that, that uh, they're more worthy to be alive than you. They're, they're just, they're there and they're doing their thing and they should do their thing. But you should do your thing. And you may be better at other things. Maybe some other things that aren't as, as, uh, economically valued or maybe not as not as uh, publicly praised but you know do the things that you're good at and 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 don't put yourself down for the fact that you're not good at certain things now that's not to say that you shouldn't make an effort to better yourself and improve in areas where you're weak and that's fine but um, don't beat yourself up about the present state you're in to the point where you're burning out because that won't help you're not going to get better at it if you burn out. So you know you got to get yourself, get your head in the right space on that. Another thing you can do is you can get yourself some some outside interests where you're doing things different than what you do in the lab. Now maybe what you do in the lab actually is pretty physical and you do a lot of hands-on kind of stuff, um, but maybe not. Maybe maybe your work is a lot more intellectual and and what you do well maybe then it would be good for you to have some kind of physical outside interest something where you're using your hands and whether that's putting in a garden or working on your car or or you know or something physical in that regard you know building a shed in the back that, that's great use your hands uh, to again give yourself just a different kind of outlet another thing you can do is use your mind now and i know you're all using your minds for your work but but you're using them in a certain certain kind of way maybe you need to use your mind in a different way to give yourself a bit of a break 
And maybe that's, well, you know what? You know what I'm going to do? I'm going to go back and I'm going to read, reread all of William Shakespeare. That, that would be a great way to use my mind. Or I'm going to, I'm going to really get into this interesting area that is, you know, outside of my work area. I, you know, I'm very interested in plant pathology because, because I like gardening. Um, but I'm not a scientist. So, you know, it's a good thing for me to look at. But that doesn't, that doesn't mean that it wouldn't be a good thing for you to look at. I mean, you're, you're working on animals all day long. Maybe looking at plants would be a good thing for you. <laughs> Something different to do with your mind. And maybe it's a matter of doing puzzles, reading, reading mysteries and to figure out what's what, you know. <laughs> uh, especially, you can go back to like classic mysteries like, you know, Raymond Chandler, and, uh, you know, the, the, the Noir kind of stuff, you know. Again, just some suggestions, just some ideas. And finally, you can use your heart. And it may be that you're, you know, you're not engaged in uh, anything that really involves much compassion or giving as far as work goes. Well, maybe you do want to volunteer somewhere and do something like that. Maybe you want to get more involved in art or music, uh, you know, something where you're, where you're, you know, it's more than just imagination now. now now you're seeking beauty and you're looking for for something beyond just the technical or the or uh you know ways to check the boxes again anytime you add some of that stuff in and i know it sounds like when you're burned out add in that sounds crazy well no it, it's the way to go if because it may be you're burning out because you're missing something not so much because you have too much on your plate but there's something missing so, and you're going to know when there's something missing. You're going to, you're going to know when you feel that like, man, I, I, I wish I, you know, there's some, a lot of folks I've known that they play instruments. They've learned to play piano or guitar or violin or whatever in their past, but you ask them and they tell you that they, they're not a musician. They don't play anything when actually they do. Maybe they need to re-engage with it. And you might, you know, it's possible. Some folks have negative memories like i hated piano lessons yeah but you know what well now when you're not being forced to do it you may find it's a lot different like i found something that happened to me at one point i you know i'd been so involved in technical work and been so involved in mathematics and and, and computer science that i hadn't really been engaged in in english literature so i went back and i reread charles dickens and all I remembered was I hated Charles Dickens when I was forced to read it. But when I read it when I wanted to, I just thought it was delightful. And after that, I thought, well, I'm going to reread Shakespeare again because maybe I got the wrong, wrong path on that, too. And I sure did. I had a great time with that. And, you know, so you're going to know when it, what, what the right thing is for you. So, you know, figure out what it is that you can do that's outside of your scientific interest and any of that can help you then to, to deal with any burnout you're facing. So all these ideas being said, I'll throw it back to you, Nick. Is there anything you'd like to, to add or any questions you'd like to interpose? Yeah, I, I just would like to marry, marry this up with my, you know, what again, as normal, what I've seen around me or what I've done myself as a scientist. And, and I think that, uh, you know, what you're kind of talking about is, um, you know, burnout is, you could kind of summarize it by saying you kind of pull yourself too far in one direction to, uh, and, and to, to the point where you snap, if you like. 
and and a lot of that comes from I think anyway that we um, you know if you're if you're a researcher in the lab by definition you're some level of high achiever you kind of push yourself and that can go oh, you can take that too far um, because you you know you, you prize the achievement over looking after yourself or you you, you know you, you burn yourself to get the achievement kind of thing and and actually and you you touched on this ken is that um as well is that that kind of over that pushing yourself too hard can kind of in some environments can become kind of a badge of honor and i've seen that in science where it's like you know i i didn't have time to eat dinner and uh, I just went and got something from the vending machine and I've done that all, every night this week and and so on. And, um, you know, and, and so I think that these kind of um, environments like, you know, scientific research being one of them are ripe for people burning out uh, and, and from from that perspective. And another thing you know, other things that, that feed into that are, you know, the whole badges of honour about we drink so much coffee to keep us going, that caffeine just keeps amping you up and you don't get enough sleep then. So you're creating cycles for yourself that are unhealthy. Um, and, you know, the, the only, they all feed into each other to just, they create a spiral. I've written here that burnout to me feels like a spiral. I have experienced it myself. It feels like a spiral where everything gets faster and faster and faster. Everything moves in smaller and smaller circles, if you like, you know, like the spiral. And so the further up you get the, the spiral, you get the harder it is to get out of that pattern and, and, and it, it tends to intensify. And, um, and everyone has a breaking point. And for me, I know mine. I, I know where, okay, now, if I continue this another two weeks, I'm going to break. So I need to stop. And, uh, but that's only from having, <laughs> having done it. It's best to stay away from it if you can. But I, I think it's, it's the important thing to realize is that you do have a breaking point. You're not superhuman. You can't keep going at this. Um, you can't keep burning the candle at both ends, you know, as the, you know, well, that's the more a time-based thing, but you can't, you can't keep abusing yourself like this and, and get away with it forever. Uh, and, um, you know, I've seen a lot of people burn out like that. And then this whole, uh, another thing that, you know, that adds on to that is uh, you touched on the idea of meditation, you know, well, I don't do that. I'm, I'm a fact-based person. That's fine. Well, why not contemplate then your thinking? So take, why not take it one step back? Why not just give your brain a rest for a while, right? Give your brain a rest, give your body some exercise, give your body some good nutrition, give your body some sleep, give yourself some space. You know, those are things that take you back down the spiral and they feel like, because they feel like you're slowing down, your high achiever nature does, doesn't want you to do that. But that is that slowing down thing or that reversing the, the you know, the, the spiral is what you need to do to be able to balance, um, you know, pushing on, pushing forward, trying to achieve, and not reaching the burnout point, you've got to give yourself to, to unwind is the other phrase, isn't it? But I think that spiral uh, idea is a, you know, the idea of thinking of it as a spiral is uh, really helps me because it feels like I don't want to slow down. I have things to do. It's like, yeah, but you need to go back 
to give yourself some space to go forward again, if you like. So I was thinking there's there's three states people might find themselves in. Maybe you're relatively young yet. You've never burned out, but you're really scared that you will one day. And by the way, you should be scared of that. It's not a good experience. Now, maybe you're somebody that has burned out more than once. But the problem is, is the pattern keeps showing up again. You can't seem to stop it. Now, that that ought to be even more scary. <laughs> uh, but maybe you're somebody, you know what, like, like Nick has described and like I've described, you know, we've both burned out before and we got through it and and we found out how to how to deal with it and it's like i was saying at the beginning of this you know i i've been through i've been through a really terrible personal experience and it didn't result in burnout because i've got all this other stuff in place you know i'm i know how to keep from burning out these days and and it and it really worked in a in a really trying situation so uh i, I can wholeheartedly recommend this to to anyone the interesting thing about your situation, Ken, you know, that it's a it's a, a physical injury kind of, and you know, it lends itself really well to looking at, at at it as you've had to put in moments, or not moments, you've had to put in stretches of real exertion to get yourself physically back into um, into uh, operation op operability. Is that the word? Anyway. Yeah. Um, so you, you've had to really, you know, you've had to put in really physical effort to do that, and it's been exhausting and so on. But you, if you, there's only so much of that your body can take before you literally exhaust the body. So you have to give it a rest, which you've done. You have to give it, feed it properly, which you've done. And again, it comes back to actually that what we're doing as the high achievers, you know, we will be the greatest scientist in the universe by being the one that tries the hardest. What we're doing is we're abusing the brain in the way that we would never abuse the body because the body would break down for earlier, the body would break down more quickly or more more visibly, you would be exhausted. Um, and and it's paying attention to the to the brain and what that, you know, that, that is a, uh, an, in the, in the same way as your body is an instrument that needs um, it needs rest and it needs care. And if you take care of it, then it will give you a lot of service. But if you just keep pushing it in one direction, the same way as you did, if you'd done physical therapy constantly for a month way back in the beginning of that, you would never, you wouldn't have been able to do it anyway, but you would, you know, you would have broken down. Yeah. Yeah, and I watch people do that because, you know, they, it's funny how, they group you up with other people that have the same kind of problems. I guess they think that's going to help or I don't know, it's <laughs> easier for them to take care of you. But I saw some people that just, some people just gave up and other people just like, that's it. I'm going to beat this. And they, and, and they about destroyed themselves trying to overcome it. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That's interesting. We are sometimes our own worst enemies, but in a lot of ways, this is what this is all about. Yeah. This whole podcast. Well, exactly. <laughs> Stop being you know, your own I worst enemy. I love that there are all these all these high achievers out there and these people with, you know, great positive expectations for what they can accomplish in the world. Great. Now, and for there's other folks here too that I know are, they're like, you know what? I'm just I'm gonna just motor along and do what I do, and if I change the world, great. And if I don't, I don't. You know, <laughs> that's fine. But you know, we want to help you be better too. We want you to help be more satisfied with, with your career and, and, and with your accomplishments. So, you know, it's a great opportunity and, and we don't want to see anybody burn out. It's no fun. 
but if if you have to experience it, we want to help you get through it. Yeah, listen to Ken's tips and the show notes on this um, on uh, on the on bitesizebio.com forward slash the happy scientist episode forty three. I think this is, um, and you will get a list of the. What are the symptoms of burnout? The, you know, the ones that Ken described there and then some of the things that you can do about it. Um, but the general rule of thumb is just go in the opposite direction of what is burning you out. Slow down, look after yourself, take time out, inject some enjoyment. Well, not inject some enjoyment in your life. That sounds like something different. But, uh, <laughs> and put some enjoyment into your life and, uh, and so on. Supplement yourself with enjoyment. Exactly. <laughs> I don't want to put... That's about, it's about as, as bad as telling someone to drink at the bench, but there you go. That's another <laughs> Did I do that? <laughs> Briefly, you did. Briefly. <laughs> Uh, okay, so that takes us to the end of yet another amazing episode, and that was a meaty one, um, and one that I think that a lot of people will find uh, beneficial. Um, again, you might want to, this is a, probably one of those good episodes to uh, remind you to go back to episodes one to nine if you haven't done so already, or even if you have done so now, if you've read a few, if you listen to a few more podcasts, going back to episodes one to nine, those foundational principles will Potentially, they'll look be, uh, different to you now if you've uh, if you've listened to a few episodes. Either way, um, think consider going back to look at those uh, episodes one to nine, and there will be some um, some benefit to you. I think, uh, regardless of of what stage you're at here, beginner or you've been with us for a while. Um, and the only other thing to mention is to come and visit us at facebook.com forward slash the Happy Scientist Club. Uh, like us, like the page rather, and you will get uh, you'll be kept in the loop about new episodes and other things that are going on. So again, Ken, thank you for a for a great episode, and stay in uh, in healthy shape, and we'll see you again next time. The Happy Scientist is brought to you by Bite Size Bio, your mentor in the lab. Bite Size Bio features thousands of articles and webinars contributed by hundreds of PhD scientists and scientific companies who freely offer their hard-won wisdom and solutions to the Bite Size Bio community. Thanks for tuning in. If you enjoyed this episode and want to keep learning practical tips on being a happy and successful scientist, don't wait any longer. Subscribe to the Happy Scientist podcast and download the Happy Scientist reference pack today. And together, let's reignite that passion for science that first got you into the lab. Remember, you can find us on all major podcast platforms. So hit that subscribe button now and check the show notes to download.